Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Man, this morning has been like crazy. You know, my my five-year-old, my daughter, she is just a character, man. Like she has her own personality, like personality that um, it's very rare in kids these days um like I don't know where she came from sometimes but you know like today she just kind of I guess today episode is just for like mamas you know especially single mothers because man it's hard it's moments like this morning that makes you just want to get in your depression like it puts you just in this mental state of of recognizing like it takes that uh, insecurity of being a single mother and needing um, a daddy for, you know, your kids or a husband that's in home, you know, that's there hands on, you know, because it's, it's so important and it's so needed, um, not just for little girls for it, but for little boys. I mean, just as a whole, as a family, the husband is needed. The, the, the daddy is it's very needed in the home, you know, um, and then there are just moments you know, for a single parents, whether you're a father or a single mother, there are moments for single parents where you, um, that insecurity is like thrown in your face and you have to talk yourself out of, um, what the enemy is trying to do with you in that moment. Because when you, when you're in those moments and you're in your feelings, that's when, that's when he comes and play because your guard is down because you're, you're open right now. And so like for me this morning, and I'm gonna tell you, I had to work through these. It took me a long time to be able to uh, work through them. Not saying that I've mastered the working through, but I have definitely um, gotten better at it. Uh, Depending on, you know, the time of the day, it depends on where I'm at and how I'm feeling would depend on how I work through it and how good I work through it flawlessly. Uh, So this morning, I worked through it this morning, trust me. Um, and this is part of me working through it by talking because I'm sure there's somebody else out there who's just having another rough morning as me too, getting the kids ready for school and getting them off to school and then running late and the crying and the, the siblings bickering and fighting with each other. You know, that's what my, for me, that's what my morning was. Um, she woke up just, she was happy, uh, but she kind of has a routine. You know, my, my five-year-old has a sleeping disorder and so um, her body either cannot fall asleep or she have seasons where she's all she wants to do is sleep. And then there are other seasons where she can't. Sometimes she might wake up every two hours throughout the night. There are seasons where she sleep throughout the night. There are seasons where um, she don't go to sleep until, you know, five, six o'clock in the morning. And that's for me, that's hard on me and on my body, but I deal with it because I know it's harder for her. And it's something that she can't control, neither can I. And I kind of just have to, I just have to readjust with her body every season. Um, and so, but today, these are one of the seasons where lately she's been getting up like at six o'clock in the morning, which is not a bad thing. It's a good time. Um, but today she woke up like at 7.15 and normally when she get up early, I let her get her tablet and sit down and watch, you know, cartoons or something. Cause I'm trying to teach her that just because you woke, you know, your brothers and sisters don't have to be up with you. You don't have to get up crying and make a noise. Um, 
you're becoming a big girl now, you know, you can get up and brush your teeth or you can even get dressed early if that's what you feel like and then sit down and watch your tablet. Um, just trying to give her the options. And so this morning she woke up a little late and uh, for her timing, she woke up a little late and she didn't have a lot of time to watch the tablet before the alarm went off for them to get ready for school. And so she cried about that. I mean, like, really cried and tried to really throw, like, a fit, like a tantrum. And I'm like, no, we don't do that. Deal with your emotions. We don't, no. No, 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 no. You're in your emotions. We can't do those. I don't deal with emotions correct. Like, I don't function in that. <laughs> like, I'm not saying she can't be a little girl. But I'm big on on women not being controlled by their emotions. And I teach her that at a young age so that she's able to, um, So that she don't go through life making choices because of her emotions. You know, that she from an early age learned that, hey, okay, this is what I'm feeling. And it's just a moment. It won't last forever. So let me just stop and pause and breathe through it so that I can make the right choice. And so when I teach her that and tell her that, and I'm very calm with my kids and I talk to them because um, I don't want them to have the because I said so generation parent. I grew up with that, and that really didn't help me for when I got out into the world on my own. I didn't know how to do things. I didn't know how to deal with things. I went through depression. Like, I, it, it just didn't – I didn't get life skills to help me when I got out of home, you know. So I'm doing that differently with my kids. And so I take the time, and I talk to them, like, hey, 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 you're crying because, one, you can't watch your tablet like you normally do, I said, but you didn't wake up early like you normally you woke up a little later this time so it limited your time of watching it that's you can't do anything about that but you still have to get up and go to school you have to do what you're required to do before you can do what you want to do and so I have to I have to talk to her and talk her through that but once we got out of that that moment the next moment is her little her brother is calling her a baby a cry baby and now she's in that moment now she's crying over that and stop calling me a cry baby I'm not a, you know so that the teller you know talk to him and then talk to her and then from that moment just she just woke up today just being in her emotions being a little girl you know and it's fine um but those are the moments where I'm like man you know these are these are daddy moments I don't want to sound like I'm trying to throw off my responsibility, but I'm not. I remember as being a little girl, you know, when I have moments like that, my dad was like the only person who can come and like calm me down. You know, daddies just have that effect on their daughters. They have that authority, you know, where when daddy walk in the room, everything is better. Everything is okay. Mommy, when, you know, they around mommy, mommy makes them more sensitive, make them more, more emotional because that's what we are. Um, we pull at those those strings, you know, but dad, daddies are like, hey, you know, stop that crying. We're not going to cry today. Listen, and you can talk to them. And daddies just have this way of getting them <laughs> in, in like this peaceful mindset that a mommy just can't do. You know, we're the nurturers. We're the hold you when you're crying because you fell and scraped your knee. We're the we're the sit up all night with you at the doctor and at home at the hospital because you're sick you know we're we're that that's what we do we're just we're the nurturers and so in those moments two emotional people two emotional beings just become one big ball of emotions and it just doesn't work <laughs> and so the the dad in the home he balance he balances that out you know he 
he balanced it out just for when when your sons are in those moments um sometimes a dad is not good for that you know sometimes they want their mother their sons want their mother to come in and and kind of um baby them a little bit you know and then the dad come behind them and and reinforces all right now now after you, you you've had your moment you good now now it's time to get up and do it again. Now it's time to do it. You know, they come with the, uh, that's needed. So, you know, it's just moments like this where I'm like, oh. In order for my kids to grow up and be who God has ordained for them to be, I do know and understand that they need a father in the home. Um, and part of part of me finding my identity and finding my inner hurt, I had to acknowledge some, you know, a lot of things, a lot of choices that I made. And so that's why I'm big on my kids and their emotions, because I've made a lot of bad choices in my emotions. And because of my emotions, um, them not having fathers in a home is, it's, it's my fault. You know, that's on me. This is not something that I thought what I was going to grow up to be. I didn't think that, you know, I was going to grow up to have four kids divorced by 30 and I'm 31 now divorced four kids um and three different fathers you know that's and it took me a long time to get to this point to even say it out loud uh but you know this is my truth and I'm living in it I've embraced it I acknowledged it you know and and it just is what it is it's something that happens you know um I can give plenty of reasons and excuses to why it happened, but it it happened. You know, it's what I had to go through. It's my, it's my testimony, and I'm okay with it at this point. Um, but for my daughter, you know, my youngest, it's a little harder because you know, her father is dead. You know, he's been dead for a few years now. She's five. He's you know, it's been like four years, and so. Three years. And for her, you know, what do you what do you do as a single mother when your youngest is crying for her daddy, but you can't just call him and say, hey, she needs you. She wants you. Come see your daughter. Or, you know, what do you what do you say in those moments when, you know, these are daddy moments and her father is not here? That's that's the part where I struggle with, you know, with my other kids, I can call their fathers like, listen, you need to come spend some time with your child. Like, I don't you know, we're good in that area. My son father is back in his life and he's doing a very good job. He's he's being very consistent. I thank God for that, because I've been raising my son alone for 10 years. You know, he's going on 11 and I always kept that door open for my son's father. Like when you're ready, we'll be here. Not like will, like you can come be in a relationship, but you can, you, I would never cut you out of your son's life. Just when you're ready, because there's no in and outs. You can't come in and leave again. We're not doing that. And I shut, I shut that down like two years ago. I took the bullet, you know, for my son saying, you're the reason why my dad's not around. I took it. I, I bit it. I dealt with it because I grew up with my mama being in and out of my life, and I would rather for her and all her problems and her drugs and everything, I would rather for her with all of that stay around instead of being in and out because the in and out was hurting me way more than her either just leaving or staying, you know. And so I made that choice with my son's father. You're either going to stay out until you get yourself together or you're going to be in with all your issues because your son loves you 
unconditionally irregardless of whatever your problem is. They just want you there. And so I made him have that choice, but I did always leave the door open for when you're ready, your son would be here. The door will always be open. And so here we are now, we're moving to the 11th year. And finally, my son's father is being a father. And I am happy for it. You know, no, it ain't peachy and perfect yet. Um, And it won't be perfect. No, he doesn't financially help me. And that's okay. You know, um, he's making progress and I'm okay with the progress because I understand that he had a lot of things and issues growing up and he had to work through his stuff. And it made it took a long time. It did make it a little bit hard for me, but I am still grateful for the help that I do have now. Now with my son going into 11, being 11, you know, this is the time where he need his father. And I'm, and I, I thank God that he's now here at this point, because from this point on, he's going to need a male, a male figure in his life. And so I thank God for that. And I don't have a husband, so I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative for that. But my, my five-year-old, she doesn't have that. And the one man that she called daddy after her father died, you know, that was my ex. He was around her since you know since she was born since she was a baby we weren't together but we were friends and so he's always been like that father figure to her around her um and once we got into a relationship and you know we were together for about you know some years um he was there he he used to put her to sleep and when she's awake in the night crying and you know can't sleep he was there to put her back to sleep and to kiss her and tell her it's okay and and to pray over her and she does she no longer has that you know when we broke up it broke up the family dynamic and he stopped doing the things he were doing for her he you know it was no longer a daddy in home and so I took that again as another hit, like my choice. Um, I made the choice for that relationship that it just wasn't working anymore, you know, uh, the way that it was going. At the time, I didn't realize that when we broke up, I didn't realize that he would leave her, leave her. And he did. Um, He says he hasn't, but yes, you know, it's been a year since my child, almost two years actually, since my child seeing the man that she called her daddy and that's hard you know that's hard for her that's one of those moments for me where I'm like uh really again and so you know I guess today is the day where I'm where I have to where I stop and I uh reflect and I listen to my body you know I, I like I've said before I've dealt with depression my whole life and I fight through it sometimes I fall into it sometimes I don't um but I know that this is the process that usually helps me I stop and you know I get in my bed and I lay there and I do nothing for the day you know I handle my um daily tasks as far as cleaning up the home you know preparing meals for the kids and making sure they have their snacks and lunch and dinner and things like that when they get home from school I you know I do my daily things but anything outside of that I I don't do it I listen to my body because I know when I'm like this my emotions are very sensitive and so anything in anybody can set them off so I know I I have to stay inside and and protect my energy 
I have to protect my energy around me. Um, and so what I do is I get up and I clean. I clean up like crazy, you know, clean everything. And then I light my candles and I put on some music and I kind of sit, you know, take a bath and sit in the tub and just have me time to regroup, you know, to make sure that I'm okay. Because uh, I am okay. I'm good. I'm blessed. I just, I just know that these are moments where a father would definitely come in handy. And, uh, you know, I'm big on breaking cycles, you know. Like, people look at me and say, well, your father, you grew up with your dad. I'm like, yeah, but there's a difference in being present. You know, he wasn't present. He was so consumed with church and work that he wasn't home. You know, I didn't get the father-daughter conversations. You know, um, like I tell people, I, I can't. I can't even think back and remember when my dad sat me down to teach me and tell me, you know, to not have sex and wait until marriage. You know, we never had that conversation. There's never been a sex conversation. Um, The conversation that I did, that we did have was just, you know, (laughs) it sounds harsh, but again, this is, you know, he was doing what he could do with the best that he know, you know, to what he know how to do. Um, no parent is perfect, uh, and I'm not saying these things to put them down because I've done them and made a lot of mistakes um, as a parent. So no one's perfect. You know, there's books on this thing, but there's they don't really help. <laughs> they're not for the they're not for every kid because every kid is different. And so you have to just go with what you know and and just pray and hope that it work out and cover your kids. I mean, that's all you can do. And that's what my father did do. He did raise us together. He kept us together. He kept us under the roof, no matter how, if it was leaking, you know, at least he did it. Um, he did do it. And there were a lot of things that he did not do that we could have, that we, that we needed, but he didn't know himself. So, um, so with, with that, you know, that's that's my driving force behind my parenting. I I'm, I want to make sure that I'm giving them a balance of authority of um, like I'm strict on schedules. They have to be on schedules, bedtime schedules, dinner schedules, bath time. You know, I'm very strict on schedules because you know it's needed. You're gonna always be on a schedule. You know, even when you get older, you're gonna have to get up early to get up and go to work and to make sure, you know, you you stay on task with, with your day or things are going to get lost. And so, you know, I'm big on schedule. So I make sure that they have schedules because not only does it benefit them, but it helps me. It gives me time for myself. Before I was doing schedules with my kids, man, they were just up and running around and crying and making noise. And it seemed like I was woke from sunup to sundown and didn't get no rest. <laughs> you know, no naps in between, no me time. I couldn't even go out to the nail shop and get my feet done. And I still have moments like that where I'm just going and going and going where my feet just doesn't get done. And people don't think that those big deals, but those are like big, big deals for, you know, for me at least to have that moment, to have that 30 minutes to an hour to sit somewhere without kids and and, and me get taken care of, you know, and it could, it could be as simple as a pedicure and a, and a cup of coffee from Starbucks. Okay, like that is heaven to me. Like single parents, we don't we don't live for the moment where our kids is going to go out and club and turn up. No, we live for the for the moments to be able to read a book without being interrupted, to eat, 
to eat a meal without somebody asking for some of it, <laughs> you know, to enjoy a smoothie and not have to share it. We live for those moments. I'm sorry. Like that's when I have days where I have no kids, we're like, what, what are you about to do? What are you doing today? Nothing. I'm going home. I'm getting in bed. I'm relaxing. I'm in, I'm watching movies. I'm enjoying my time. Like that's what we want. That's what we live for. Just me time. That's so important. So today I'm taking that time and uh, I'm making it me time. Yesterday I handled business. Um, today is for me because you have to be, you have to be um, aware of those red light moments. You know, um, like I said, today is one of those days. I know better now. So if I go out in public or go around family or go around people right now and I woke up having this type of morning with my kid, I could I could potentially put my I could take other people's energies and mix it with mine and it becomes very chaotic and I find myself in a very emotional depressional state. And so and so in in order to protect me, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to, you know, relax today. I'm not doing anything today. I'm going to clean up. When I get up to clean up, I'm not rushing to do it today. Um, It will get done. But I'm just, for me, to keep my mind, keep my emotions together. You know? Today, you know what this singer, Kiana Lede, she has a song and a it always speaks to me on these days. Like, need a day to get my stuff together. Need a day to put things back in place. Need a day to just feel like the weather. Like, them words are so serious. Like, I need a day to get myself together. I need a day to put things back in place. I need a day to just feel like the weather. It's just one of those days, <laughs> you know, where... I just need this day. I'm not, I'm okay though. Like I'm okay. Don't worry about me. You know, the person, the same one you love is still here. I just need today. I just need this day. Give me this day to, um, to be in my sorrow. You know, it's okay. I'll be better tomorrow. I love that song. You guys, please go listen to that. Kiana Lede. She's amazing, amazing, amazing. Like she is she is a whole vibe. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to tell you, she is a mood. She has a song for every mood that you are in. Like I, there's, I've literally found a song in in her, in her album. I found a song for every mood. Like she's amazing. Um, but that's just, it's just one of them days for me today. I just want to be me today. I, I just want to feel what I feel today and give myself time and no one tell me to get out of it. Can't nobody tell you when to get out of your day. That's what makes it worse. You So I know I'm just talking and rambling, but um, man, single parenting. And my five-year-old, my daughter, y'all, she's like, she's amazing. Though. Don't, get me, don't get me wrong. She's very intelligent. She's, uh, she's amazing. She's an amazing kid. I'm just like, I'm blessed to have her. All of my kids. I, like, I think I have a group of dope kids. <laughs> And I'm 
you know, might be biased for me to say it, but I think my kids is dope. They all are like dope kids. They all have their own personalities and they all are amazing. But um, she's a special one. She's very, she's a very special kid. And so I, I raise my kids according to their personalities. And so the way I talk to one, I don't talk to the other that way. Um, the way I deal with one, I don't deal with the other that way. Because, you know, every kid is different. You can't raise them with the same the same way. You can raise them with the same morals and standards, but you cannot raise them with the same, um, what do I want to call it, the same uh, principles, I guess. You know, because this principle may not work for that kid because they're different. You know, that's a different kid. And so you have to uh, I, you have to raise your kids according to their personalities. And I allow them the freedom of speech and expression because basically I'm giving them the space to develop who they are, their identities now. Um, so there, there's no rebellion stage. You know, there's no um trying to find their self stage, you know, that they know who they are at a very early age and they can move forward into life um, with just, you know, with an advantage because, you know, that's one thing that we suffer with. You know, a lot of us in our 30s had went through that 20-some age group where we're trying to find who we are, you know, because we didn't know exactly who we were. We were whatever our parents told us we were and who they expected us to be and what we were going to do when we got older was always... <clears throat> chosen for us, um, dictated, and, and that's that because I said so generation. And I just refuse for my kids to go through that dead, wasted time space. You know, I want them in their 20s to already know who they are. You know, that by 30, they're buying their homes, they're uh, they're owning their businesses, they're they're dominating, you know, they're 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 dominating their market and whatever that is. My daughter, my my baby girl wants to be a ballerina, a gymnast and um, a cheerleader, you know what? I'm going to push her into all of those things because that's what she wanted to do. I let her find herself. I'm not going to put her in something that she's not interested in. You can't keep doing that to your kids, you know, just for the sake of them having something to do, you know, because it takes, gives you time. No, let your kids show you who they are and what they want to be, and then you guide them in that. You give them the the resources for them to become who they want. Because for me, who who I wanted to be as a kid, I was I loved science as a kid. You know, I man, my dad. I remember this one gift my dad got for my birthday because we didn't always have gifts for our birthday. So this one time, I tell this story all the time. Um, but my dad came home and gave me a science kit with a microscope and everything. Y'all don't understand how like excited I was for this for this kit. Like I was a dork, but it's okay. I loved that microscope. Like I examined everything under that scope. Like it was crazy. But I loved it. And uh that's when I learned that I wanted to be a forensic scientist, specialist. Like for I still want to be one. I know life took me in a whole different path. Um but again, I wasn't pushed into that, you know, because of life situations and I was pushed away from it. I was pulled out of that area. That passion was taken out of me um, because of struggle and no money and no support system and a single parent home and a father not being present and society around me, you know, my 
the neighborhood I lived in was pulling at me for drugs and and sex and you know just it just it got taken from me because there was no standards there was no um there was just no guidance you know there was house rules there was you know things like that but we didn't we just didn't have that love and support system and so I'm so big on that you know me wanted to dance as a kid and I could have been a choreographer but it didn't work that way because I wasn't pushed in that area I was pushed to do something else um ministry was what I was pushed into even though later to find out that that was still my calling but my but and I thank God for my dad doing it you know um he gave me my foundation and I, I still love and appreciate the fact that he he gave me this foundation of God. Like, I may not have had the relationship with God until I became older, until I went through things and, and found him and, and, and got that relationship for myself. But, you know, as a kid, we hated my dad being in church so much. We were in church, you know, every day of the week. And it was just like, come on, it's just I want to do something else. I don't want to go to church today. And we just, I couldn't do a lot of things that uh, normal kids could do. And so at the same time, um, I thank God for it, though. It kept me out of a lot of trouble, even though things still things still happened. You know, nothing, like I said, no one's perfect. Nobody's, nothing, there's nothing perfect. Nothing, no one, no thing is perfect. Um, just... What I'm trying to say is just do what you can you can do to the best of your ability. You know, as long as you keep God first and he is in charge of your every thought and choice, the words that you choose to speak, that they are from God, that the actions, the, 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 the moves that you make are God moves and not emotion moves. And just trust the process and just trust that what you need you you have to declare it and you don't you can't just make keep you can't keep it at a need you can't keep it at a thought at a feeling at this is what i want this is what i desire you know um you have to speak it man you have to speak it declare it decree it i'm not speaking that my kids need a dad i'm speaking that they have one whether he's here now or whether i don't get married until a few years from now it's going to happen and when it does when it does, I would have done the work that I need to do for myself and my kids so that when he's put into place with us, we, it'd just mesh, you know, it'd just, it'd, it'd just flow right. And it wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to question because one thing I would not do is marry somebody that my kids does not like, love, or feel comfortable with. Never will I do that. I would never choose a man over my kid. Now, once I am married, I will put my husband over my kids, but never will I choose him over them, meaning I would not push my kids out. If my daughter come to me and say, Mommy, he touched me, oh, listen, I'm handling that one. My love for him ain't going to overshadow my babies at all. But again, God is not going to let that happen because I am going to listen. I have already made the choice that I will obey him the first time he says something. And when I get that sign of no, <laughs> he ain't good, you got to go, sir. Sorry. 
my body's telling me one thing, but God's telling me another. So you got to go. And I got to just trust the process. I got to trust the choice and trust that he has something better on the other side of that. And so don't get tired. Don't get weary in it. Um, laugh at these moments that you're having with your kids. No matter how hard it may be, take a moment for yourself and breathe. Go outside and take a walk. I walk sometimes when I when I really just feel myself about to go crazy and snap. I go and walk outside. Tell the kids, mommy just got to go for a second. Y'all, you know, stay right here. Watch your, your, your tablets. Be quiet. I'm just going to go outside for a second and get me together so that I do not say something wrong or yell or fuss or even cuss. So let me go out here and get me together and I'll be back in a, in, a, in a few minutes. And I'm learning that the more you talk to your kids, the more understanding your kids will be and they will actually like act accordingly. You know, it's amazing. When you fight against your kids, they'll fight back. But when you when you talk with them and explain to them, you will be amazed at the reaction that you would get from your kids at the response. Um, and so I practice that. I'm big on that. Um, I preach that to people. Stop. Um, stop thinking your kids are too young to understand. They're not. Some things they might be too young for, but, you, but it is up to you to raise your kids with an understanding and wisdom. That's your job. That's not their job. That is your job to give them understanding. And so I give my kids understanding and I explain it until they get it. And I explain it in the way that they can understand it. So today is my day to get myself together. Today is my day to put things back in place. And today is your day too. Don't feel bad for it. Take your day. Take your day. Handle your daily responsibilities. But take anything outside of that. Don't do it. Take the day to listen to your body and uh, do what's needed for you.